Hello and welcome to episode 90 of the Pen Addict Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined today by a man who must in fact be a permanent marker because he's left a lasting impression on me, Mr. <laughs> Brad <Bradder. laughs> We're, as we're ramping up towards Valentine's Day, I've decided to go down a more romantic route for you each week now. Wow. Wow. I think I might have... That's that's like a tattoo or something incoming on, you know, for uh, Valentine's Day for me and you. Some I heart mic with a little quote underneath it. We can get one of those dealios where it's like you get half of the tattoo and then I get the other half. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. I do what oh, I can. Oh, good stuff. Man, episode ninety. Yeah, we've uh, we've done quite a few of these now. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's pretty amazing. So they uh, they go by fast these days. It seems like it just seems like we were in the thirties not too long ago. Then boom, ninety. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So we got um, an epic amount of feedback from last week's episode about your. Um, not issue, but your quest yeah, to quest is a help good help help find someone a perfect the, their perfect pen. Um, I got loads of emails. We got loads of tweets. I'm sure you got lots of you know emails as well. And the it was awesome to see all the feedback. And we got lots of good ideas. And they were coming left and right. I mean, they were coming from everywhere on Twitter and App.net and our mail and our contact. So that that was pretty cool. So. uh did you did you find the the perfect pen in the span of a week? Um, probably not. Is mm-hmm. is the answer? Like we've we've not yet uh, been able to narrow it down to uh, a specific pen exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. But we have a couple of interesting avenues that we're going to go down now. So okay. I want to echo what Brad said. Like the pure amount of, of, of follow-up and feedback that I've had this week has just been absolutely fantastic. Like, I, I want to... I think that, you know, I've kind of... I, I hope that I have at least thanked everybody that sent something in. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if uh, I've been able to. You know, sometimes you, you, you miss some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hopefully I, I've got, got to everybody. Um, but yeah, I, the, the actual scale of stuff that's come through has been incredible. So I want to sort of give an, what you, you've very kindly, Brad, thrown some of the, these are like the really common um, suggestions that I've had um, into, into the document. So the Twisby classic is potentially the best answer to the information that I gave last week. However, I left one very important piece of information out that I forgot about until somebody reminded me via Twitter about the fault of the Twisby Classic, is that you can't post it. Oh, really? And for for this person, that is a um, a, a key thing. She likes to be able to, to, to post her cap because she's worried she'll just lose the cap otherwise. Oh yeah, which is actually a very fair reason that a lot of people do that. So when she's looking for a balance in 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 weight as well, she's also looking for um, the ability to be able to 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 have the weight balanced even when the cap is on. So the no, the Twisby Classic doesn't post, huh? Does not post. Um, huh? I did not know that. Twisby, I guess I need put it in there. I, like, I think. What did you say? Sorry. Go ahead. You said Twisby said what? I think I've seen, seen Twisby have given that information. I think I've seen it on the. Um, it might have been on the writing desk or the cult, or cult pens. Uh-huh. And they were like, yeah, just, you know, like the, the descriptions, like, be aware this pen doesn't post. Really? And it's okay, strange well. to me why. It, I don't know why it doesn't. I think it's something to do with the, the filling system and the fact that the fact that the pen is a bit thinner, I think, might mm-hmm. be part of it. Um, now we've got a uh, so yeah. Aside from that, there's a couple, couple of other like the really sort of key uh, suggestions and the frequent ones is a metropolitan with a stub nib swap. Now this is, is what you suggested, right? Um, but but what my friend t- said to me, she said, "Well, I've got the Pilot Metropolitan now, and I like that. I want something else." Gotcha. Which definitely okay, seems like 
the pen addict, <clears throat> you know, the call of the pen addict, I think. <laughs> I found a pen that I really like, but now I want a new one. So yeah, she's yeah. like, you know, I've got I've got that. That's cool. I've got I've got that down, you know, I've got got she she's been using the Metropolitan, she loves the Metropolitan, you know. I've told her she can keep it, which she's very happy about because she didn't want to give it back anyway, I don't think. Um <laughs> But uh so yeah, that that is is uh a, it's a good option just to get a stub nib, so I might, I may actually try that. If we can't come up with anything else, then I may just just grab it. it was a Plumex, wasn't it? Yeah. And replace the nib. Um, one suggestion: the Pilot Seventy Eight. Uh, the Pilot Seventy Eight is no longer being made, and I'm not really, um, I'm not really looking for vintage in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, I, I, it might still be me, being made in in Japan or something like that. You know, it oh, might be. Oh, sorry, yeah. Available but not easy to corral, if you yeah. will. We're not really can down that route. The SC sure. Model Twenty Seven Collegio, which is new to me, which is a Franklin, a new Franklin Christoph pen, which is now yep. on my list of pens to buy. Um, she just didn't like, just didn't like the design. Sure, uh, but I'm probably going to get one. Uh, yeah, that seems like a really good deal. Plus, they have a you know just a huge, um, <clears throat> huge range of stock nibs that you can get for it. The closest that we have gotten from a design perspective is the Monteverde. Monteverde? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just in general, a, a selection of those pens like the um, the Arista Crystal, um, the mm-hmm. Invincia Color Fusion, uh, the Invincia Stylus, um, and maybe the Deluxe. So there are a couple of different models that she quite likes the look of. The issue that I think that we're having at the moment, well, I, the, the reason that I've not gone ahead and just bought one for her um, or told her to buy one herself, but I'm probably going to be the one to do the buying anyway because I, I have a reason for that that I'll come to in a moment. Um, the reason that we haven't pulled the trigger on one of these is um, it's, it's very diff. You haven't tried one. I know that Jeff mm-hmm. has... and. Um, Jeff, who who writes for you, Jeff Abbott, mm-hmm. um, he has. Uh, so he sent me a link to his review of one, and I've had mm-hmm. a couple. And then I sort of put a, 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 I sort of like you know, put the call out on Twitter um, for people who have maybe who have tried out these pens, and you know what are they what they like, what are the weight, what's the weight like, um, what's the what are the nibs like, what are the stud nibs like, and in all honesty, it's been extremely mixed. Okay. Some people are telling me they're fantastic. Some people are telling me that they're inconsistent, not worth the money. Some people are telling me they're a great investment. So we haven't bought one of those yet, even though it seems like the best thing, like potentially the the the, the best route, because a lot of these have stub nibs, so that that works. Um, now the reason that I say that I'm going to buy it um, was maybe most most probably because I have kind of led her down this path mm-hmm. so I feel like it's my responsibility um, <laughs> and also if she doesn't like any of them I'm going to keep them right but I'm not really that excited by the Monteverde line um, I really don't like their logo and I really don't like that they print them on the cap they print it they print it on the cap yeah I mean I've always been kind of torn uh, you know Monteverde's always come up in in lots of conversations and i've just never bought one just because i've never loved how they look um i'll probably try some out at the pin show because there's always a um i don't know if the distributor is usually there but there's usually a ton of monteverdi's there it might be because of the one of the distributors comes to the show and there's just tables and tables of monteverdi's um so maybe i'll pick one up and try it and maybe get a better idea maybe even purchase one but i'm kind of with you on that they've never grabbed me from an appearance perspective regardless of how well they may write um i've just never been enamored by the looks um although the the crystal the the clear demonstrator does look pretty good but do you know what um, it's the only one that doesn't come with a stub nib really yep <laughs> i found it interesting that she liked the that but didn't like tw- the twisby ones yeah, I guess you know it's, it's all as we know very well. So this is a matter of taste. Totally. So, so I tell you where we are as well, and the reason that we, I haven't bought anything new, um, I've re- I received another email with a bunch more 
this is the kind of stuff that I like having looked around. So one uh, that one that we're actually going to pursue is the Rotring Art Pen, just okay. as a, a fun little how does this work project. Um, yep. You know they, they're typically not really intended for day, daily use; they're more of a uh, calligraphy item. Um, and research online is proving that they actually clog up and stuff quite a lot, but they're thirteen mm-hmm. pounds. So I, I will add it to an order when whenever we do buy something. Um, other than that, well, go for it. If you like, if you like that one, um, if that's even a consideration, you should. Uh, Lamy does the same thing. And yep. it comes with their 1.1 and 1.5 stub nibs. And I've always wanted to buy one of those pens. I just never have because I think they look great. They come in black and white, but they look nice. So I should a- have mentioned, actually, that, that, that Lamy have been a, a consideration mm-hmm. as well. Um, that we're, when we're, look, we're investigating that, too, um, as, another, as another option. Cool. Uh, then I think the, the, un- the only other lines that we're going down at the moment is Kuwaiko. We need to revisit Kuwaiko. Um, mm-hmm. And I have equipped my Colt Pens Mini with a broad nib mm-hmm. because she didn't like the nib. She didn't feel it was smooth enough. Now, I've had that problem with, with the medium Kuwaiko nib and have found that the fine and the broad are much better nibs and the medium nib is kind of not that great. Yep. Um, it's, a, it's a bit scratchy. I actually um, found the same thing, which is kind of weird. Yeah, and the, I don't find the fine to be scratchy, and the broad is is nice and smooth. Mm-hmm. So we have that, and I've, I'm also going to give her the Quaco to have another look at. But she's like, she picked up a couple of the different uh, classic sports in their different colors, and quite, actually quite likes them. So maybe I I think that a Quaco would be perfect. Um, so we'll see where we go there. Okay, I think they do stub nibs. Um, if they don't, I don't think then, they have stock stub nibs. Yeah, they don't. They just do broad. But anyway, we're going to look at that. Okay. Um, and we'll see again where we go from there. So this is all a fun experiment. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if we end up with maybe another another two pens in hand before we get one that's actually a stub. But um, you know, and there, there is always the option of of getting one ground, but that's kind of not not again. It's not really the route I want to go down this early in this yep. experiment. But I'm with you on that. I must say I am I am enjoying it um, quite a lot. Um, it's, it is actually quite a lot of fun to, to do this, and I'm happy that I have somebody who's so receptive. Oh, one other thing. Interestingly, she found that the Platinum Vibe mm-hmm. to be quite a good-looking pen. Obviously, I have a very similar Platinum pen, so... I'm going to have have another look at that. However, I don't suggest it because the nib is terrible. So maybe I'll, I'll let her have another try at that one and see if it's a a contender for her. So as I say, like I, I feel like we're probably going to end up with a, with a few pens before we get a stub nib. And it may be that we never actually go down a stub nib route, but just end up with a nice medium or broad, which, which suits her needs on a daily basis because really stub nibs are not that practical. And if she finds something that she prefers... Um, to hold and to, to use on a daily basis, then maybe that's better than having a stub nib anyway. Yeah, well, I think stub nibs are totally practical. I could use them all day, every day, normal yeah. writing. But uh, it depends on your writing style too. I, I will say that. I have like too. My, my writing style, it suits. It, it probably doesn't necessarily suit you probably as much. Um, I don't know. I would use my Tusby Mini for a while. I think I mean more in that it's they're not necessarily, you know, it's not that we only are really be doing that as just like a gimmick. This is nice because mm-hmm. basically it was like she was just like, oh, I really like this. This is different. But I feel like maybe putting that over another pen, like if I could, the Kuwaiko ends up being the pen for her, then you know, just because it's not in a stub nib, let's not yep. say no to it. Because I'm with you on she's, that. she's really enjoying using the Metropolitan. So, but I would like to get. So, you know, so it might end up being something along the lines of we find something a bit nicer, a bit more expensive, and then we put a stub nib on the Metropolitan or something. You know? We can, we can there you go. Route, but we'll see. We'll see. But thank you so much to everybody who has sent in their suggestions. It's It's been really, really useful for me, and I've actually found some new stuff for me as well, so great. Um, and, you know, if after hearing this today, if you've got any um, additional suggestions, because um, you know, I maybe have given a bit more information than I gave um last week then please feel free to send those along because 
they would be greatly appreciated. Cool. Well, we got a bunch more more feedback. Um, we did a um, we did a short uh, chat about writing left handed uh, left handers switching to their right hand uh, last week based on an email we got. Uh, from josh last week and you weren't a big fan of, of the idea so josh just wanted to clarify that he, he the only reason he tried to switch is because of he was just getting you know the the standard left-handed ink smearing and was trying to find a way around it to fix that but um he did like my idea of just you know regardless of what hand you're using it's just you know the constant practice of what you know of of making yourself a better a better writer and you know finding the proper way to write and and not have all these smearing problems and things is 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 a good course to go but um it was funny that he wanted to make sure <laughs> he make sure he got in there and, and said uh you know that you know people can learn to switch hands with practice and the appropriate motivation but um it was not because he he is a he is a proud left-hander mike and he wanted to make sure that was clear i read the email and uh and I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> um, I'm very happy that Josh decided to get back in contact and uh, just make make his case. That's right. That's right. And we got another interesting email um, from a topic that we beat to death and uh, we haven't actually talked about in a while. But um, our our friend, uh, our friend, uh, the Visionaire Pin, we got a good email, and this was kind of what I was thinking might happen and have kind of seen happen just in in ancillary reading of comments and things like that on the visionaire project on kickstarter ages back but i got a good email last week it's the subject is of vision and penmanship he said he listened to last week's episode and, and wanted to pass on he sent me a link about the penmanship because i've been we've been talking about that a lot and that was kind of goes back into the topic we were just talking about about lefties and penmanship and all that but he says now why am i why am I here writing this email and listening to your podcast with the very talented Mr. Mike Hurley? Oh, I love, uh, I love. That's that's the way to get your email read. You suck up to Mike and um, you, you get your email read. Sure but why is he? <laughs> he says, why is he here? One word, visionaire. Yep, that's the one. I made it work, recommended it. I jumped in. Haven't played with fountain pens since I was a kid. I've written with space pens and waterman rollerballs for about 20 years. And now I know, he says, I like I know you guys like to hear listener stories, so here's mine to add to your collection. So he says, so my mate received his visionaire, and I was still waiting. So about a week before mine turned up, I started looking around to see how other people were finding the experience. Found the fountain pen network. Ouch. <laughs> Met with the same disappointed as many. You said it yourself. It's fine, but it's worth a dollar and not what we all paid. So reading the fountain pen network led me here and led me to this podcast. Then a Lamy Safari and a Vista, and I'm waiting for converters and fine nibs in the mail. I've, I've pulled out my old vintage Australian-made, I don't know if it's Daisy or Dossy, D-A-S-I, and inked it up, playing with paper, building a list of wants and needs. He says, I, too, need a Nakaya someday. And he says uh, his Ink Pirate moniker is a is what he's going by. It's a mix of my rekindled love affair with the unique lines and shades the fountain pens leave behind on its journey, and the fact that I'm madly playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag. <laughs> so he's also a video game pirate. He says he says hell, I might even get that Squarespace account out and start documenting the journey and the treasure I find in this new old world of pens. So damn you, Brad, and damn you, damn that Mike too for bringing me back to something I was passionate about as a kid and enabling us all along the way. So I thought that was an interesting email. Um, you know, when we talked about the visionaire, we were like, well, if anything good will come about it, maybe some people will get into fountain pens and start to understand, you know, what makes a good pen, what the quality brands are, how to, you know, and how to sort these things out when they're shopping for pens. So I wanted to I wanted to read that because that's not the only time I've heard this. Um, but I thought it was a really good mail, and something good has come out of the Visionaire project. Even if you know one person has started to to find out you know all the good things about um, good pens and and legitimate pens and and companies out there. So I thought that was very nice. Yeah, if, if you know. 
great. If that's what it took to, to, to bring him back, if that's what it took to bring Craig back into the, the Panatic fold, then I'm pleased. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Now, random uh, random tidbit I wanted to throw out there. I ran across this last week, and I apologize. I didn't save the link. Someone didn't send it to me, but I, I grabbed it from somewhere. Someone's post somewhere. And it was when we were talking about, um, you know, how – Noodler's Inks. It, it was from the episode where a few episodes back where we talked about Noodler's Inks and some of the big um, pen shops like uh, Richard Bender and those guys were, you know, talking uh, about not keeping warranties on pens that use Noodler's Inks. But regardless, I mean, I'm still a Noodler's fan. I still use their inks and all that. But I, I stumbled across this uh, PDF file at Goulet Pens. It's the Noodler's Ink Properties PDF. And I just wanted to put that in the show notes for anyone who questions the hard thing about noodlers is Nathan is so prolific in the amount of inks he makes that sometimes the properties of each individual ink gets lost in the shuffle. So um, this chart tells you about all the properties of each and every ink uh, from noodlers and it is fantastic so if you're looking for a particular ink property like is it bullet bulletproof which is you know uv resistant you know not washable things like that you know they're marked on that and you know it's got waterproof um, lubricated there's even some freeze resistant inks and things like that so this is a good resource that for anyone go check out the show notes at five by five dot td TV slash pen addict slash 90. Did I get that right? You got it right. Does yes. it have a, a category for destroys pens? <laughs> no, we can make our own list for that. Let's see. What's what's the one that's, what's the big destroyer? It's one of the blue Bay, ones. Bay State Blue, right? Bay State Blue. Let's see what it says about Bay State Blue. Bay State Blue uh, just says forgery resistant and water resistant. It doesn't say destroy pens. There's no box for that on there. So yeah, I'm staying away from that. There's no doubt. But I've got um, I've got uh, Apache Sunset inked up right now, and that's a that's a keeper for me. So anyway, I thought I'd point this out because it was cool. Actually, I think it came up on one of uh, Jeff's review on Pen Attic for the Heart of Darkness ink. I think someone put this link in the comment section was what it was, and I thought it was a great resource because I'd never seen this chart before. Cool. Yeah. So you got some. You have some ink. Uh, well, I ink. I have a a a quick a quick tip too, like like you did. Somebody alerted me this to me on Twitter, and oh, I'm terrible now because I can't remember who it was. But I'm going to find that person in a moment, and I'm going to give them give them props. Um, there is a Amazon seller in. I believe they're in the UK, that they're doing this deal in the UK. Um, I can't really put a link to them because the link isn't useful because they have like 250 pages of stuff. They sell uh, like Japanese goods. It's called Santa Trading Japan. They're currently selling bottles of Hiroshi Zuku for like 12 or 13 pounds a bottle, which is like half the price that you would find it elsewhere. Wow. Um, and I've actually picked up some uh, Hiroshi Zuku ink. It's, uh, it's been dispatched now. Uh, I bought a, gr a green one, uh, which I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but I'll tell you about it next week when it when it arrives. Um, oh, that's great. But yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely worth picking up. Yeah, Pilot Hiroshi Zuko on the writing desk is £25 a bottle. Wow. So it's it's half price. So I sort of scanned through. I thought, I'm not, I don't want to get more than one because I, 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 I just don't need it. Um, so I thought I'd buy a, a different color for me, so I went with with green instead. Very um, nice, which is def definitely different for me to to the colors that I've I've had in the past. So I'm now going to find this person um, by <laughs> scanning. But basically, I'm going to the Twitter website and I'm loading back my conversations over the last few days, and then I will <laughs> search Hiroshizuku because Twitter is quite possibly the worst system for trying to find anything it's That's just so true. difficult it it's was not easy. i did the same thing it was uh tony gun trip oh so thank excellent. you thank you very much tony what i will do so, so people have actually got a point of reference i will put that tweet into the show notes so if you need to find the name of the the company then you can do that 
Yeah, and I don't know on the on the U.S. Amazon store. There's oftentimes a retailer that sells a Roshizuku for cheap, and you know my inbox usually gets flooded at the time that they have the low pricing. It's not consistently um, a low price, but when it does, it's usually about eighteen or twenty dollars. I think a bottle, which is really good. Um, and I, I've usually missed them by the time I've I've gone to do it. Either they're sold out of the colors that I want, or not offering the same price anymore. But um, I know so several people watch that on on Twitter, and my email usually gets uh, usually get pinged in email or Twitter. So I will I will be sure if it happen, if it comes out again, I will uh, shoot out a link on Twitter if anyone's looking for some good prices on Roshizuku Inc. So that's pretty cool. So my last piece before we we take a quick break. Um, friend of the show, Mr. Mike Dudek, sent me a message a couple of days ago, and he was like, "Just keep your eye on the mail." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, dude, what are you up to?" And he's just like, "Just keep your eye on the mail." And I apologize if there was any customs charges. It was basically <laughs> it was basically what he said to me. Um, and I yesterday um, received my mail, and he has mailed me his own personal prototype of the Karis Customs Inc. Which, how cool was that? Sorry, I said, how cool was that? I'm very yes, I'm very happy, and I, it's very nice of the dude to do that for me. Actually, to send me his own. Oh, by the way, the congratulations to uh, to Karis Customs. Yeah, they uh, nailed the funding. It was what ninety ninety six thousand nine hundred and thirty dollars. Man, that's awesome! So that's ex- excellent work. I was very happy to get my email to tell me um, that it had been backed. So yeah, I'm, I'm really really pleased for those guys. It's a great, it's a really great project, and uh, I'm happy because I think I, I'm really just really pleased for them. They yeah, do great work. So I feel yep. I've only been able to play around with the ink um, for a little bit because I've decided not to take it out of my home because it's not my pen. <laughs> I've never lost one, but I I wouldn't feel comfortable um, doing it, especially because I can't replace it. It's not like I can just be like, "Oh, sorry, dude, I lost I lost your pen. I'll buy you a new one," because that's just not possible right now. So, I'm going to give a very quick rundown of my feet of my sort of feelings, and, and maybe I'll have some more in the near future. So the grip section is really, really nice. It's made well. Um, it's really, really nice to hold. The screw section um, where the, the pen screw is on is far enough away um, from the nib, so you get a really nice grip section because a lot of the time you see a pen like this um, where where it's made especially of, of metals. Um, I find that the screw section could be quite uncomfortable and it's too close to the nib. It's definitely not the case here. Um, it's really designed very, very well. Like the pen itself to look at is it looks quite like like it's big right it just looks like a big yeah. pen and i kind of like that it's got this real distinctive style to it like the way that it sort of bulges out in the middle it's very um it reminds me of a hot rod and i don't know why mm-hmm. like that sort of style that like 50s style i think it's something about yeah. it that i can't quite put my finger on but it's just got that sort of really cool look to it um, the nib is is excellent. This is the medium, um, and I I do feel like the medium is nice, but a, a fine will be good too. Um, on that, you know, it's, it is a good it's a good um, ink flow and stuff. Pen's weighted really well. Surprisingly, I mean, I think it's a great choice to go with aluminium because even though it is to say it's quite a a big pen, um, it's definitely you know it's, it's full size for sure. It doesn't feel heavy to me. It's got quite a good weight. Um, it's definitely comfortable to write with, and my favorite thing of all is the sound it makes when you put the cap back on. <laughs> so yeah. I would, I will attempt to to do that for you now. I'll do it again, so you can. Ooh, I love that noise. You're only going to get that on the Pen Attic podcast, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's awesome. I, I agree with that 100. percent And uh, I can't wait to get um, my orange anodized inked um it, it's going to be pretty sweet i'm very very anxious to get that and get that going in the rotation because i think it's just a totally cool pen yes thank you mr dudek for sending this yeah. for me to try out he told me he was going to do that <laughs> he's like you better not tell him i said okay i'll see how it goes <laughs> and uh, i'm very i'm very excited to, to get to get my own now yep i think it's time for a quick break um and then we have some stuff that we put off last week i think 
Um, yeah, to, just to a go. few things we'll go through. Just a big, big old grab bag episode today. We love doing these every now and then. So I want to take a quick moment to thank our friends over at Squarespace for sponsoring this episode. They are the all-in-one platform that make it fast and easy to create your own website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO1. Squarespace are always doing great stuff to make sure their platform is rich with new features, new designs, and more support. We spoke a little bit about their new layout engine, which is their page building system, which has recently been updated. And as Brad was saying last week, he finds it a lot uh, easier to use once he got to grips with it. And it showed they have a little video to show you when you first log on to Squarespace after the update, so you can just see how it works. Um, and then once you know, it was made very, very clear to him how to, to use it and to start adding new stuff to his site. And it really does more to make Squarespace even more WYSIWYG. So it's like, you know, you're basically building your pages all within your web browser. It is quite literally what you see is what you get. You get to see how your pages look live as you're building them, and that's what Layer Engine allows you to do. Squarespace have really beautiful templates that you can get started with and tons of style options that you can adjust so you can really create your own space online. They take care of hosting, SEO, and even make sure that your site looks fantastic on any device as they have mobile, responsive web, design built right in it's incredibly easy to use but if you did any help they have over 70 dedicated employees on their customer care team which are based in new york city squarespace truly cares about design it shows throughout their entire product from the templates to the back-end system and even their own website too they've won loads of awards for not just their design but also their customer support they have two brand new ios apps for squarespace customers they have squarespace blog which allows you to post and manage your blog and they also have squarespace metrics which allows you to keep track of all your statistics as I said earlier, you can try out Squarespace for free. There's no credit card required to do that. And if you decide to purchase, it starts at just $8 a month and includes a domain name if you sign up for a year. And make sure that you get 10% off and help support this show by using the code TALLYHO1. That's T-A-L-L-Y-H-O, the number one. So thank you so much to Squarespace for supporting 5x5 and especially the Pen Addict. Yes, thank you, Squarespace. All right, so I did a review, this has been about two weeks ago now, that I really didn't think twice about posting. It's a pen I've had probably since last summer. I had it, um, Thomas Hall sent it to me to review. I'd sent it back, and I've just kind of been sitting on the review waiting for a good time to post it, and it's for the Platinum 3776 Century UEF Ultra Extra Fine Nib Fountain Pen. And what's special about this pen is, well, one, is the first, um, I think, first gold nib platinum pen I've reviewed, for one. But secondly, platinum is one, this nib, the UEF, is a 0.1 millimeter nib. Stupid. With, Just stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's stupid fine, and that's the stock width. That's, um, I don't actually, even. Yeah, it ships that way. So I, there's a chart in the, in the post um, to the... Uh, uh, on nibs.com it's got a tipping size comparison chart and only and this pen the UEF platinum UEF nib and then there's one sailor nib that I've never even heard of also comes with a stock 0.1 millimeter but that's it everything else starts uh, at least 0.2 millimeters and higher on the Japanese nibs and when I reviewed this pen like when I was testing it out and actually had the pen in hand um, I liked it it felt really awesome when you when you wrote with it and it was just very delicate you couldn't even tell that the nib was hitting the page but it was like just a completely consistent line there was no it was it was basically flawless so i posted this this pen and you know just went on about my day and then the feedback i got on this post was amazing how many other people had this pen and say this is one of the best pens they own and it just kind of knocked my socks off i didn't expect that at all like i didn't even have this on my shopping list because i was i even 0.1 millimeters maybe a little much for me um you know how i like the the fine the fine nibs but i thought this was maybe even a little extreme for me and the amount of praise this pen got from other people has ramped this way up my shopping list i think i'm gonna have to break down before too long and get the uef nib the only the only thing that's holding me back right now is I, I don't want the gold the gold furniture i want to find a rhodium one 
um, which is proving difficult. But um, and it may not be the the thirty seven three seven seven six uh, model platinum, but there's other platinum models that carry it that I can get something that will that I will like uh, to look at as well as use. But um, I couldn't believe. I thought people would say this is crazy. This is crazy, but it was basically a list, a long list of people saying, "I have this pen and it's amazing," or "I've never seen this pen and I'm buying it." I think two or three people went out and bought this pen just from this review. Wow! It's it's I got feedback from that saying I ordered this now or I got it in and I'm trying it out now and it's unbelievable. So I've, I it just kind of took me aback the took me back the the response that I got for this review. So. If you haven't seen this pen, and that more importantly, this nib, because honestly, the barrel is nothing special. And actually, that's what a lot of people say. And that the few detractors, um, you know, of this model say, you know, the barrel's kind of, you know, no big deal. But um, it is kind of an entry-level platinum pen anyway. So with the gold nib, I think it's probably mm, in the $150 range. I'm not sure. Entry-level, so yeah. Yeah, a gold nib for 14K, 14K nib, it is kind of entry-level. Because um, you figure the nib is probably $100, $125 of that anyway. So that's 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 what I mean by, by entry-level. Um, so yeah, anyway, check this review out if you haven't already, because I was surprised at the feedback I got on it. And uh, it's really interesting. And now I have this... I have this on my shopping list, and uh, it's it's on the radar for uh, things for me to look at. And if I run across a good one, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to jump on the UEF 0.1 millimeter stock fountain pen nib. And I'll get you one too, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Could you use a pen that fine? Um, I, I don't know, you know. I, yeah. I, I feel like I probably couldn't. Yeah. In all honesty, I feel like it would, it would be very uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Know. I mean, I'm not gonna go out and buy one to try it, but you know, I would try so, somebody else's. So after I got all these rave reviews about this, I was like, "Screw it, I'm going to buy it right now." And I could never find the perfect one for me, or you know, that I was willing to willing to pony up the money for. But it led me down the path that we've all gone down before. I just went down the rabbit hole of looking at new things because um. We've talked about Nakayas, how that's on my wish list to buy one this year. And Platinum and Nakaya are related. Nakaya came from um, the Platinum company originally. Um, I guess it's still affiliated with Platinum. And then their nibs are somewhat similar. Like you can kind of get a little bit of a similar feel. So as I couldn't find a, a Platinum that I wanted to spring for, I just happened to run across a Nakaya that I hadn't seen before. And I didn't want to do anything with this pen other than put it in the show notes because I, in the show no, in Mike and I's notes, I put this in as the holy crap Nakaya. I have never seen this model before and I will never own this model <laughs> because the price is ridiculous. This would be like the ultimate pen for me. I would probably never use it. It's called the, it's the Seiru Blue Dragon fountain pen it's one of the most beautiful pens i've ever seen and i usually don't like a lot of embellishments on my pens or a lot of artwork or anything crazy like that yeah it's blue, blue pen, dragon right yeah blue yeah. dragon this pen's a stunner so i just wanted to throw that in the show notes for people to go drool over and then they also they also have a different model where you can actually see the dragon pattern better but i like the the subtlety of the uh the blue dragon i feel like if you're gonna have a dragon pattern on your pen it should be subtle <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why I don't. That's why I always like. You look at my. I did that weekly loadout for Ed Jelly, and you know, like all my pens are black, pretty much black or clear demonstrators. I like basic pens, but if there was one pen that really kind of stunned me for how beautiful it is and subtly beautiful, um, it was that one. And speaking of Ed, he had a Nakaya on his wish list for 2014, and he's marked it off. <laughs> He's gone and done it. <laughs> so he went and uh, he created a, this was a good idea, and I might eventually do this on my blog. He went and created like a for sale page on his blog. So he was he was raising funds, selling some of his other pens so oh. he could go and buy this Nakaya. And we got a link to the show notes. He bought the Nakaya Neo Standard in the Kuro T. 
Tamanuri finish with a 14K soft medium nib. So that escalated quickly. I uh, keep looking up and I can't justify that, but I, I you, want to be able to. Yeah, I, I really, I would implore you to try at, at any cost or any means necessary try one before you buy one oh yeah the the feel is different than most pens it's extremely lightweight pen so it's not for every like the pictures you can't really tell the weight by the pictures but these pens the way they're made um they are very 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 lightweight i can't stress that enough so it's something you need to feel for yourself um, before plopping down all that money, which is, you know, what I did. Well, I haven't bought one yet, and it'll be a while before I do. But you know, this year I'm I'm feeling it. This year will be the year I get the get the Nakaya. There's no way that I would spend that sort of money without trying it. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's hard to find a place to try it. You just got to find a friend or someone at a pin show, or you know, that's what happened. You know, luckily, you know, Thomas had one, someone locally. Uh, to him, that was about twenty minutes away. That had five of them, so he went to um, he went and tested them all out and 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 uh, figured out which one he liked the best and, and ordered it. So, yeah, it's definitely a try before you buy thing. And one other review I did recently was actually for a pretty basic pen, the Pilot Acrobat, which I always rave about, and they came out with some color series few months ago um, on jet pens 0.5 millimeter I did a review of the light blue and orange but what struck me interesting as interesting when I was doing this review I went back and looked at the first time I reviewed the pilot Acrobat, and I had a friend that a blog reader that went to Japan and they picked me up some pens and this was one that they sent back to me when they returned from their trip they sent me a package and it had an Acrobat in it and this was in 2009 it took from 2009, when this pen was introduced in Japan, it took four years for it to show up in the U.S. It's a slow boat. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. I didn't plan on on focusing on that when I was writing this review, but I was like, I've reviewed this pen for the first time in 2009, and you're telling me Pilot USA just put it on their store shelves in 2013? I don't understand these things about pen companies, and I've gone on my my rants and raves before about the Japanese market versus the American market and why we can't have nice things and, <laughs> and things like that. But four years for a very, this is, I mean, the Acrobat is a basic pen. It happens to be a great basic pen, which is why I wanted to see it in the U S and I, I, in retrospect that it took four years to get here is kind of mind boggling in a not good way. Yeah. So I don't know. That was weird. I just wanted to point that out because I didn't expect to. That wasn't the focus of the review, but it kind of caught me off guard once I actually looked it up. Um, so regardless, um, definitely try out the Acrobat, though. I don't know if um, they have them in the in the UK yet on the store shelves, but it's become a, a popular brand here in the US. Uh, Pilot's marketing it heavy, heavily. Um, Pilot goes to all these... Um, big events like in Hollywood and you know where they have like the the swag rooms, the gift rooms and things like that for all the uh, gift bags and for the stars and stuff. They always have pilots always there and they're giving out pins and they actually have the Acrobat there, a bunch of people taking pictures with the Acrobat. So I know it's a pin they're pushing. I just, they could have pushed it three or four years ago. That would have been pretty cool, but whatever. That's just me griping. I love how... I love how you recognize the the pilot acrobat during award ceremonies. <laughs> it's not award ceremonies. It's the pre the 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 pregame, like uh, a couple of days before, where um all the all the celebs get to walk through and um it's you just, know, pick up all their gift goodie bags. Is this one I just of happen your, to see uh, it on I see it on Pilot's Instagram feed and stuff uh, like I that. See. Is this one of That's, your celebrity friends that sends these to you? Shoot now. Nope, nope, nope. And one final review that I just did today, and 
I didn't know I was going to do it today, so I didn't have it in the show notes until just now. But the tactile turn mover, it's actually the tactile turn mover and shaker. There's two pins. Um, a guy named Will Hodges. Um, it's a Kickstarter project for a machine pin, you know, like, you know, the steel or aluminum, aluminum in this case, you know, just like Keras Customs or, you know, Big Eye Design or all these guys that do the machine pins on Kickstarter. Um, Will sent me a review model of the one called the Mover. The Mover fits the Pilot G2 style refills and the Shaker fits the Fisher Space Pen refills. And this is... I, I said it in my review, and we'll have it in the show notes if you haven't seen it on the blog. This is one of the best machine pens I, I own and have ever reviewed. It feels amazing. It looks amazing. Um, everything about it is spot on. All the tolerances, the finish of the pen, um, the way the refills fit, it's tight. Um, everything about this pen is is really, really good. It's up on Kickstarter right now, and you can read my review um on the blog today it's got a really interesting feature the grip design is this um it's kind of this uh circular pattern around the grip area and it feels great like your fingers just kind of lock into place but it's not uncomfortable it's not jamming you in the fingers necessarily like a uh, like a rough knurl knurling pattern it's just really really good grip design and uh it's a pleasure to hold and to write with. I'm extremely happy with this pen. And um, Will sent this one to me for free, but I've gone ahead and backed this pen because I want to get another one. Um, I I like it that much. So like I said, I I put my money where my mouth is. I I really, really like this pen. And um, he did a cool thing. He's got free international shipping. So I didn't mention that in my review. Um, But uh, I wanted to throw that out there, Mike. Just just saying. It's not, the refills aren't really my style. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why I like it because I can use 0.38 Pilot Juice refills, which is blue-black, which is what I use, and I can use the Pilot High-Tech C Cavalier. So those are my two. People always ask what's my favorite refill for these type of pens that take all the refills. Um, Those are the two that I usually go for, the 0.38 Pilot G2 and the 0.3 or 0.4 millimeter Pilot High-Tech C cavalier refills so it's the g2 because okay i thought you said juice i do i use the juice the juice refill is the same design as the g2 okay you use the blue black i use the blue black juice this is for the show notes and then you use the cavalier what size cavalier do you use 0.4 usually 0.4 cool i'll make sure they're in the show notes yeah they're just you know it's just not my uh it's just not really. It's like your everyday writing experience. <laughs> <laughs> sure, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least I, you know. I feel like you chose a much better name for this pen than the last one. Was it E I M I M? Yeah. And Bingo was his name. Huh? <laughs> he, I think even he was making fun of his name and with the the former name of his company and the pen designs. It was. Um, I think he said something like. If my mother can't remember the name, you know, it's probably a bad name. So that's why I changed the name into Tactile Turn, <laughs> which is much better. <laughs> much better. You should, it might, even if you don't back this project, it's worth going to watch the video. Okay. As a matter of fact, why don't you pull, up, pull that up right now as we, as we wrap up this episode. And uh, I think you will, you will fully, fully enjoy it. But, um, are you using, you're pretty much just using, if you're not using a fountain pen, you're using Retro 51, and that's probably about it, right? Is that fair? Do you know, I don't even use the 51 anymore, really. Yeah. I mean, I, fountain pens. I have so many good fountain pens. Like, <laughs> at this point, like, my fountain pen collection is so good. So this is something that when I was talking to, to, to um, my lady friend about this, finding her the perfect pen, right? Mm. So we, I was talking to her about this um, a couple of days ago, and she was saying, you know, have you found the perfect pen yet? This is actually quite a nice way to wrap up the show. Have you found a, the perfect pen yet? And I was like, I haven't, I haven't found the perfect pen. But the two pens that I've got here, and like, and I have my Tashin Begleiter with me, mm-hmm. uh, naturally. Um, but Ab- these two absolutely. pens that I've got here are about as close as I've ever, I've ever gotten. 
But really, in all honesty, there is no such thing for me as the perfect pen because it's just not possible. Like, there will always be something more. There will always be a next... Ne- and there will always be a next pen because there will always... Because, like, pens... Like, let's say, for example, I find the perfect refill or the perfect nib. Well, one day, there's going to be a nicer design in right. another pen, another model, another make. So then if I like that design more than the design of my pen, my pen's no longer perfect anymore. And so, you know, I think once you really start getting into this, like with many, many hobbies like this, there is no such thing as the perfect one, but there is as close to perfect as you can get. And I think that currently my mix, my two favorite pens of the Rotaring Lava 600 Fountain Pen and the Pilot, I've got the M2. Help me, Brad. Pelican. Pelican, Pelican sorry, yeah. Pe- 215, yeah. I got the number yeah. right, the brand name wrong. The Pelican M215, which I've act- I'm actually using the M215 more than the, the Lava now. I just switch between them. Mm-hmm. Between those two pens, I mean, they're they're perfect, like for me yeah. right now. Um, but I've always got my eye on the next thing. So Good. Yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. You know, uh, there's a... I can have the perfect pen for now, but it's not the perfect pen forever, probably. The perfect pen for now. That's what we're after. Mm-hmm. Yep. Excellent stuff. So yes, if sir. you'd like to catch up with us online, there's a few ways you can do that. I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E on Twitter. Brad is at Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. If you would like to find brad's writing go to penaddict.com and if you'd like to get in touch with us by email go to 5x5.tv slash the penaddict and hit the contact button up the, on the top in the little masthead that we've got there so thanks so much for listening to this week's episode as, as brad mentioned earlier you can grab the show notes at 5x5.tv slash penaddict slash 90 and we'll be back next week for another episode of the penaddict podcast until then bye-bye bye